0: Prepare yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair. Vaches, I,
2: I don't have to show you any stinking vaches.
0: This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network.
3: And howdy one and all. Glad you made it here to the program. Hi, Facebook Live. We'll get to you guys here in mere moments on the Chris Salcedo Show let me give you some of the contact information because we're going to do, I'm going to introduce you guys at Facebook Live to a new segment we've been doing here last couple of days and also need to get your opinions very, very fast here on the Chris Salcedo Show about what we should do about recent events in Syria. Here's the phone number, 888 933 888-900-3393. Keeping in touch with the show, easy to do. All you got to do is, well, social media, let's start there. On Facebook, the Chris Salcedo Show. You can find all the information, getting in touch with the show there. There's an email link. Uh, type in the Chris Salcedo Show on the Facebook search bar, and you'll find us. Uh, Salcedo, S-A-L-C-E-D-O. That's also how you find us on Twitter. The Chris Salcedo Show is found at Chris Salcedo TX at Chris Salcedo TX, as in Texas, name of the state in which I'm broadcasting from, one of the three states in the union. Uh, listening to blaze radio live is easy to do the blaze.com slash radio you can go to the blaze radio smartphone app re- newly redesigned if you haven't checked it out lately look really closely and if you haven't downloaded it lately get it onto your phones okay and the iheart radio app is also available for you for listening live binge listening soundcloud itunes and stitcher head there uh one final destination i want to bring to your attention if you go to the blaze.com and you click on the channels section blaze.com channels you'll find the chris salcedo show there as well we put up a a daily offering give you a little bit of a flavor as to what is going on on the show that particular day hopefully it inspires you to check out the entire show on soundcloud itunes or or stitcher okay uh the first off the brand new segment's called flip around and i'm going to get to that here in a minute we'll be talking about syria and I want to know what you folks think about this. Now, we all know how we got here. And for those of you who have short-term memory, I will do a little bit of a uh, a history lesson, if you will, for what happened with President uh, Obama and how we got here, where chemical weapons are being used all the time, it seems, by Bashar al-Assad. I think this is his third or fourth chemical attack. And the first three chemical attacks or two... I. There was one, I think, that was kind of up in the air, but I know of at least two of that have been confirmed during the Obama era. Obama did nothing. Obama sat on his hands and did nothing. So what I want to know from all of you is now that we have a man inside of the Oval Office, not a feckless child like Barack Obama, what do we do? All of you have an opinion about what we should do, about... (sighs) and many of you have seen the pictures of you know children frothing at the mouth and convulsing and it 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 rips you apart and somebody thought this would be a real good idea now i'm i'm hearing from several folks who claim to be conservatives oh this is all all fake well what what all all the chemical attacks have been fake and so I'm assuming those folks who are saying they're conservatives saying, well, it was all fake even even back in the Obama era that you favored doing nothing. Well, how do you fake over half a half a billion folks killed? 500 over 500,000 folks slaughtered by Bashar al-Assad? Is that cool with you? So and again, there is this I don't know, this strain inside of Inside of the libertarian slash conservative wing of the of the republican party and and here in this country that says well we 're not the world 's policemen, but doesn 't using chemical weapons against international law isn 't that a cut above and doesn 't that require a response i'll I will give you what I think we need to do, but I want to hear from you guys first again. 888 thirty three ninety three. So now we'll do the flip around segment. Now you folks on Facebook Live, you won't be able to see the video. You'll be able to hear the audio. And basically it's as if I'm sitting here with my remote and I'm flipping around all the various channels on cable. It's kind of how we've been starting the show. It allows us to see what uh, the various entities are covering today and also uh, test me. It's kind of like my own personal test to see how how up to speed i am on the day's news we'll start off at cnn
4: as well uh, we we need chinese help in north korea because uh, it's it's a vested interest that the north koreans have uh, or the chinese have and keeping north korea from launching more missiles which as mark hurtling said they're going to certainly do
3: that's brigadier general anthony tata talking with cnn right now of course uh, Xi Jinping, the president of China, the communist leader there, he is visiting Trump. Uh, as a matter of fact, Air Force One, just before we came on the air, landed at, uh, in Florida, going to meet at Miralago, uh, the southern White House, as they call it, with Xi Jinping, the communist leader. And I, yeah, it would be nice if they actually took responsibility in China. But the communists have been telling us they were going to do that for for years saying, oh, don't worry, United States, don't come over here. Don't come over here and and do anything with your allies because we're going to take care of North Korea. Well, this guy continues to create missile technology. He's already got nukes courtesy of the Clinton administration. And now he's these latest missile tests show that he's getting better and better and better at it, and it's already theorized. He's gotten so good he can hit the west coast of the United States. How you folks in San Francisco feel about that? Nuclear weapon being dropped on your doorstep by North Korea. Well, anyway, uh, I, I am not inclined to trust the Chinese that they uh, are going to do something about it. Uh, the Chinese would like nothing better than the United States to or part of the United States to go up in a hail of fiery atoms. I mean, they're communists. That's what they it's what they're about. Uh, let's go from there. I guess we'll go to Fox next. Shep Smith.
0: Uh, the Senate sort of the ones who step up and keep the country from going too far one way or too far. The other is there reason for people who hope that the center holds in this nation? Is there real reason for them to be very concerned today, or is this just another one of those moments that the system can overcome?
3: He's talking about the Congress or the Senate, rather going nuclear, and uh, I have a lot more to say about this tomorrow. Senator uh, uh, Cornyn from Texas will be on. He's a former judge too. Uh, It is lamentable that we've gotten to this to this point. It really is. But the reason, I want you all to remember the reason why we're here. Uh, I, what was it? S- Senator Blumenthal said yesterday, there will be fallout if the Republicans go nuclear. <laughs> Excuse me. Wait a minute. Let the record show that the Democrats went nuclear first. This is the fallout. To Democrat obstruction. This is the fallout when the Democrats trounced on the rights of the minority when they were in the majority. This is the payback. This is the payback. And for all of you out there, who are going, oh, no, the Senate will never be the same. To, to which I say, blame the Democrats. They are the ones who kept on depositing bad will after bad will after bad will saying, well, you know what? We get to have our way, but you Republicans never do. And we get to be reprobates about it, but you Republicans never do. Well, the Republicans said, finally, we're done. And uh, there was actually some great uh, sound that I'll probably pull up a little bit later today, if not tomorrow. I think it was, um, oh, what is her last name? Melissa. Oh, man, I, I'm looking right at her. She was on uh, that midday program on Fox News Channel, uh, called Outnumbered. And she was talking with uh, Megan McCain. And Megan McCain was saying, oh, this is terrible. This is happening, yada, yada, yada. And she goes, yeah, but nobody's under any illusion that when the Democrats got back into power, they would have gone nuclear on their, on their uh, judges if they really wanted their judges. They would have done it. They went nuclear the last time. Remember, Remember 2006, Republicans said, hey, should we go nuclear? And then here came John McCain, dun, 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 the Gang of 14, and thwarted all of that. So the Republicans never went nuclear. Okay, so then fast forward to 2013, first time the Democrats got back into power. What did Harry Reid do? Boom, he went nuclear. He he would do it in a heartbeat. Democrats would do it in a heartbeat. Why? Because that's who Democrats are. Tradition out the window, decorum out the window. All Democrats care about is getting their way. So just understand the history before you start hearing about all this, this caterwauling about, oh, this tenant's been destroyed. Thank Democrats for that. All right, MSNBS. From a gunfight,
0: and I think that what you have is two different camps circling the wagons and going going to war. Right? You have a president; they both view him as somewhat of an empty vessel. You have the Bannon wing,
2: oh.
0: uh, very nationalist. They have, and they and they think that the um, that the folks that voted for Trump are not being well represented by the other wing in the White House, which is more of a centrist New York, D.C. wing.
3: Right. Okay, that's uh, MSNBS, folks, and that's a, a, one of the executives from Axios speaking right now. And, of course, MSNBS is focused on this civil war in the White House. There's a war in the White House. Republicans are at each other's throats, and there's a war in the Congress between Republicans. And it, 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 war, it, it, <laughs> it's, it's insanity. Yeah, actually, you can make the case that CNN and Fox were talking about you know, solid news. Here is a bunch of propagandists over at MSNBS, the Brian Williams Network, uh, talking about really irrelevant crap, which is, which is pretty much what they do all the time over there. You know what? While I'm thinking about MSNBS, was it Brian Williams was talking about this Syria attack? Yesterday, and it, I have a soundbite. It's on Real Clear Politics if you want to look it up. Anyway, Brian Williams saying this is the first time, the first time this president has had to uh, address uh, actually being president. First time he's been confronted with it. And I'm thinking to myself, first off, <laughs> this is Brian Williams' opinion. Second off, ah, it's just Brian Williams lying again. And this is what Brian Williams does, folks. You know he's a liar and he's a he's been a proven liar. And that's precisely why he works over at MSNBS. Telephone number for The Salcedo Show. Again, the question before us today to all you Facebook livers and to all you folks listening on the Blaze Radio Network, what do we do in Syria? Uh, are you of this mindset, this is another fake, <laughs> that, that Bashar al-Assad has been faking chemical weapons, what, the third or the fourth time now? And it's all fake that there are 500,000 people slaughtered by this dictator? And the war crimes? Do we do something about it? And then what does that look like? I want to hear from you. The Chris Salcedo Show here on the Blaze Radio Network. Stick with me.
1: Keep up with the Chris Salcedo Show on Facebook and on Twitter at Chris
3: Salcedo TX.
1: Just another way to stay in touch with Chris on the Blaze Radio Network.
0: This is the Chris Salcedo Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network.
3: I don't normally do this, but I just happen to be looking at some of the comments after we got out of Facebook Live, and there's some guy named Dave shows up and says, uh, says, hey, uh, it was never proved that the previous chemical attacks were, weren't were uh, rebels. Well, no, it was actually proven the previous chemical attacks were ordered by Bashar al-Assad. And it's like, you know, it's typical. And he goes, listen, listen, uh, it's Assad's country, this guy says, this guy named Dylan Massey. It's Assad's country. The man has a right to bring the rabble to heel. (laughs) Can you believe this? Uh, This guy uses uh, Assad, uses chemical weapons, gasses children. And this guy named Dylan Massey on the blaze page says that, that, that Assad has the right to bring the rabble to heel. And it wasn't confirmed the previous chemical attacks were launched by the rebels. Well, no, it wasn't the rebels. It was Assad, you know, the dictator. And he says, but keep up the propaganda, fool. <laughs> to which, to which I, I said, actually, the previous attacks were confirmed to have been ordered uh, by Assad and I, I said you support a murderous dictator, and you call me a fool. Typical lib. They do love themselves some dictators, don't these libs? <laughs> I mean, really, this that, that 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 to me, folks, is actually an insane person. That is an insane person. I I, I don't I I don't fathom, I don't fathom how somebody could get. To that place in their life where they go, oh yeah, a dictator has a right to do what he has to do in his country to to keep to keep the rabble out, Th- the rabble. That's see, that's how liberals look at, you know, the people, we the people, <laughs> the rabble. <laughs> it's uh, it's amazing. It, it's it's Assad's country. Oh wait a minute, doesn't that doesn't it belong to his people? Not according to the libs. They do love themselves. Dictators. Telephone number if you want to reach out and say hi, folks. I really want you to do so today. This is important stuff because the president, the president yesterday, we played some of these sound bites for you, but there's some new stuff. He was he was pretty rattled by what he saw. First off, before we even get into that, I do want to play some sound from earlier this morning. This is how... President Trump started his day talking with Fox and friends. You seem to draw strength from vets and military and service members. What is it about when you are around vets that that, that affects you?
5: Well, I love them and we wouldn't be here if it weren't for them. And I said, we're going to take care of them. You know, they have not been taken care of properly. And it was a big, big thing. And David, who, as you know, is the new secretary, is going to do a fantastic job and he has a group of people with him. The enthusiasm is incredible. And you see it already. I mean, the, the results already have been incredible. And he wants to fire a few more people at the VA if they're not conducting themselves well. He wants to get good people, that I can tell you. He wants to get good people more so than firing. He wants to bring in great people. And it's time. It's time because the VA has not done so well. But we have the best people in the world. We're going to take care of them.
3: Uh, the David the president was referring to was David Shulkin. Who is the new VA secretary? And there are some changes that are being made, and they're they're desperately needed. So so President Trump spent his morning with veterans ahead of his meeting that's uh, undergoing uh, uh, already underway now, or just getting underway in at Miralago with the Chinese president, the communist from China, Xi Jinping. So uh, our focus has to be on this attack. And uh, I didn't get a chance to, to clip any of these sound bites. You're just going to take my word for it. That uh, Rex Tillerson, not only did he confirm that all of the United States information says that this was an attack ordered by Bashar al-Assad. But he also said that uh, Russia really should reevaluate its support for a guy who would gas children. Some are saying it's a sarin gas. Uh, I'm not sure the type of gas has been confirmed, but that it was a chemical attack. Folks are, um, folks are uh, pretty much convinced that's the case. I've heard reporting several outlets, not just Fox, on that today. So the president yesterday, as he was speaking with uh, King Abdullah of Jordan by his side, Trump said this about, The images we all saw splashed across our TV screens.
5: That attack on children yesterday had a big impact on me. Big impact. And I will tell you, it's already happened that my attitude toward Syria and Assad has changed very much. When you kill innocent children, innocent babies, that crosses many, many lines beyond the red line. Many, many lines.
3: Of course, we we detailed yesterday and chronicled Mr. Obama's red line not really there (laughs) and and saying that there was a red line, but when Assad crossed it, no consequences, and now we're living with it. And actually, the United States, we citizens are living with it. The Syrians are dying with it, and they continue to die because of Mr. Obama's inaction. So uh, Rex Tillerson was also speaking today. He was asked... Well, just last week, Mr. Tillerson, you said that you weren't going to do anything. You know, what? What has it changed? He says, "Well, yeah, you can't see what you saw and not have it changed." Uh, what are you going to remove? Are you going to remove him from power? He says, "Well, that's got to be an international thing. That's got to be. That's going to have to be a collaboration between several countries." Well, do you support that? One reporter shouted, and Rex Tillerson said that effort is already underway. <laughs> And then military response, military response, the president will have options, Mr. Tillerson indicated, on a military response. And that's what we'll get into next. What do you think should happen? What should we do about Syria? Coming up on The Salcedo Show.
0: You're listening to The Chris Salcedo Show. Part of Generation Blaze on the Blaze Radio Network. To the Latino conservative Chris Salcedo on the Blaze Radio Network.
3: Uh, you know uh, the breaking news. I didn't get a chance to get into. Right on, I mean, there's so much of it these days with what Trump has been up to. Don Rickles has passed away, age 90. A legendary comedian. He was the king of the insult, and um, <laughs> it's it's a rare gift. The guy that can insult you to your face. And make you laugh at it. And he had that gift. And uh, he has passed away at the age of 90. And he will be missed. Uh, a lot of you folks weighing in on the Chris Salcedo Show Facebook page on that. Question before us today is, what do we do as Americans in Syria? Some of you folks weighing in on Twitter. Um, make a sandpit out of Syria. And there is a a strain of that too inside of the inside of the conservative wing isn't it funny though how the same people who sat on their hands and watched as obama did nothing in the face of war crimes and atrocities how um how these individuals are now caterwauling for Trump to do something. It's been, what, 48 hours since confirmation came through that Bashar al-Assad gassed his own people? These people who sat by for eight years, well, let's give Obama the benefit of the doubt, six and a half, seven years since, you know, when Bashar al-Assad really started acting up. They all sat silent when all manner of of atrocities were going on. He did nothing. 48 hours after an attack during Trump's administration, these Democrats are demanding you do something. Where were those demands when Obama was in office? Why wouldn't they do that? Hypocritical much? Yeah. But ba- back to this whole idea of leaving a crater. The crater... Uh. Still, would leave a, a a vacuum. There would still be a power vacuum that would be left there. I want to take l- since you guys are are weighing in on Twitter mostly and not calling. By the way, if you do want to call up and give me your rationale in words, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three eight 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 nine zero zero three three nine three. You guys remember Muammar Gaddafi, right? Uh, not the Muammar Gaddafi that was cooperating with the U.S. after George W. Bush. The Muammar Qaddafi back in the 80s. Who was sponsoring terrorism. And is a pain in the rear end of of Ronald Reagan. When Muammar Gaddafi sponsored terrorism. that took American lives. What did Reagan do? He bombed him. Uh, Had our intelligence agencies give him. uh, what, What they would call back in the day. A proportionate response. And he did. As a matter of fact. The proportionate response took out a lot of Gaddafi's infrastructure and killed members of his family. I think it was his daughter paid the price because one of his compounds was hit when Muammar Gaddafi was supposed to have been in it, but of course he wasn't. So, that's kind of where I'm leaning. What one would call a proportioned response. And I don't think just for this chemical attack, I think since Obama did nothing to respond, that we have to make Bashar al-Assad feel the reprisal for the other chemical attacks that he had perpetrated, and then also this chemical attack, and also the hundreds of thousands of people that he has slaughtered, barrel-bombed in this... Syrian alleged civil war now, what does that look like well i I am fairly confident we know where his weapons stockpiles are, and that if we hit them with enough well and again it all depends on what kind of stockpile he has uh, hit him with a hot enough bomb that would burn it away and make and, and render it and and, and render it uh, idle inert then uh, that would be one possibility. Uh, His military installations, his various military installations across the country, they are also open to hit. His Air Force, by the way, this latest chemical attack was launched by Syrian warplanes. The intelligence came in just earlier today. Uh, Syrian warplanes launched the latest chemical attack. So you take out his air force, destroy them. And that way he won't be able to launch chemical attacks again from the air. That would solve that problem right then and there. Now, will this leave Assad vulnerable to ISIS? Yes. And do we want ISIS to run Syria? No, but but ISIS has other problems Other issues right now. And one gets the sense the main front is being, the main push is coming in from the Iraq side. Uh, The coalition forces there helping Iraq make this push. And now that America has stepped up its campaign, now that we have a grown-up in office, that Syria is otherwise occupied. And that Bashar al-Assad's regular troops and his armored divisions and his friend the Russians, Vladimir Putin's going to make sure that Bashar al-Assad uh, isn't get doesn't get toppled by ISIS. So you um, you you got to give the Russians fair warning to remove their aircraft and to remove their their assets because the bombs will be falling whether they're there or not. And there is some concern about. Syrian anti-aircraft technology because it's been provided by the Russians. And I would like nothing better than to see that equipment in a smoldering pile of metal scattered all around Syria. So that's, that's my idea of a proportioned response. Now, yesterday we heard uh, Donald Trump do something that we have not seen from our president in an awful long time. He behaved like a man rather than what we've been treated to when resident Obama was in office.
5: I now have responsibility and I will have that responsibility and carry it very proudly. I will tell you that it is now my responsibility. It was a great opportunity missed. As you know, I'll be meeting with the president of China very soon in Florida and that's another responsibility we have, and that's called the country of North Korea. We have a big problem. We have somebody that is not doing the right thing, and that's going to be my responsibility. But I'll tell you, that responsibility could have made, been made a lot easier if it was handled years ago.
3: Yeah. So basically, Obama was a you know a child, and I'm coming in here, and I'm going to fix his mess. How long did Obama take to accept responsibility for his own, I actually never really did. He just, uh, I think it was Debbie Wasserman Schultz that had to admit that it was Obama's economy three or four years in. (laughs) But for the entire time, uh, Obama was blaming Bush. Yeah, well, that's who liberals are. They're never responsible for their own actions. Now, look, I mentioned today that Tillerson has changed his mind about what was going on in Syria. And you guys know that Tillerson was not my favorite guy. Uh, I wanted John Bolton in that position. I thought he had been much better suited. But Mr. Tillerson is paying a price for saying these words about, about Syria.
4: I think the, the status and the longer term, longer term status of, pre- of President Assad will be decided by the Syrian people.
3: You know, first off, don't give a dictator the honorific of president. Just don't. The dictator Bashar al-Assad would have been appropriate. And also this idea that the dictator Bashar al-Assad's fate was going to be determined by his people. You mean the ones who are laying dead in the street right now? Mr. Tillerson? You mean the ones who were gassed? You mean the ones who were barrel bombed? You know, I I don't agree with John McCain very often. As a matter of fact, I I rarely agree with him. But McCain blasted this sentiment from Rex Tillerson.
2: Uh, Mr. Tillerson's statement that the Syrian people will determine their own future, that is one of the more unusual statements I've ever heard. I, I know that Mr. Tillerson was busy, but did he miss the barrel bombing? Did he miss the uh, Iranian Revolutionary Guard? Did he did he miss the Russians striking with precision weapons, hospitals in Aleppo, d- deliberately killing people in hospitals? And you
6: heard what Ambassador Haley said about Syria? To
2: say now we we're going to turn our backs on these people. What about the thousands we've trained and equipped? What about those people? What signal do we send people who struggle for freedom around
3: the world? Well, that's all that's that's all true. And I was asked earlier today on an earlier version of the Sal Salo show, as Ellie told you all, on WBAP. Uh, you know, we're not the world's policemen. So I understand that but we're also the world's lone superpower. And with that comes responsibility. There is a responsibility the United States has. And it's one we've never shied away from. And I also want to dissuade all of you because I, I can hear some of you going, we're going to go to war. We're going to go. Did we go to war with Gaddafi? When, when Ronald Reagan killed members of his family wiped out some of his infrastructure with uh, what many regard as a surgical strike or a pin pinprick strike. No, we didn't go to war. There was a day and an age when America's word meant something. And when you are a two-bit thug like Bashar al-Assad or like Vladimir Putin, when you stepped out of line, you are slapped back into line. By saying, okay, you can step out of line, but there are consequences for this. In the era of Obama, there were no consequences. Because Obama didn't stand up for those kinds of things. If it was a a horrible war crime against humanity, Barack Obama sat on his rear end and did nothing. So did the Democrats. If it was a mass slaughter of women and children with a chemical weapons attack in Syria, the Democrats and Barack Obama did nothing. Didn't, and didn't even have any words of condemnation that amounted to a hill of beans. And then, if it was um, a failing communist regime that was about ready to go the way of the dinosaur and collapse, what did Barack Obama do? He bailed it out in Cuba, opening opening the door for American money to rescue a communist thug in the Castros or thugs in the Castros. So the the history is very plain and very clear of where Democrats stand. And actually, I'll end this conversation like we started it, with uh, going over our video on the blaze with that left winger who weighed in. These libs do love themselves dictators, don't they? back in a minute we'll talk more about this vice president pence reacting as well on the chris salcedo show on the blaze
0: telling the truth it's one of those jobs american liberals won't do that's why we need the liberty loving latino chris salcedo
1: the blaze radio network
0: Chris Salcedo Show, Conservative Talk Radio with Spice.
2: One of the more incredible statements I've ever heard, given the involvement of Hezbollah, of the Iranians, of the Russians. I'm sure they're encouraged to know that the United States is withdrawing and seeking some kind of new arrangement with the Russians, and it is another disgraceful chapter in American history.
3: That was before the chemical attack. Welcome back, everybody. It's Chris Alcedo's show. I am your liberty-loving Latino. Do not confuse me with loudmouth leftist Latinos out there. I actually love the United States of America. Uh, Here's here's the thing. The United States is uniquely poised and uniquely positioned to do something about these types of atrocities and and should. It It is our responsibility. So I would... I would just encourage those who are worried about, about uh you know being the world's policeman and all that kind of stuff to recognize that just because you take military action against a thug, against a bully, like Bashar al-Assad, doesn't mean you're going to war. Remember, these these same liberals are out there saying, Why doesn't Donald Trump do something? They'll be the first ones to say, Oh my gosh, you're gonna take us into war. Ambassador Nikki Haley, who's doing a pretty dang good job, I must say, at her job, had this to say in the wake of this attack. If
6: Russia has the influence in Syria that it claims to have, we need to see them use it. How many more children have to die before Russia cares? When the United Nations consistently fails in its duty to act collectively, there are times in the life of states that we are compelled to take our own
3: action. This seems to be where the administration is going. I want you guys to be ready for it. I've got uh, Vice President Pence talking with Fox last night, Martha McCallum. He seems to be heading down this road too in a a rather lengthy discussion. The president's words, Nikki Haley, and what Rex Tillerson said today just before I got on the air, I think that that Bashar al-Assad should be bracing for some sort of action from the united states and you know what that guy's earned it back in a
0: you're listening to the chris salcedo show part of generation blaze on the blaze radio network prepare yourself to ingest current events pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair. Vibes.
2: I don't have to show you any stinking vices.
0: This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network.
3: All right, welcome back, folks. Just uh, reading some of the comments continuing to pour in on Facebook Live. I mean, they're, they're wide-ranging. Uh, the liberals notwithstanding, there are some well-meaning folks who... Who say you know? There's no way we shouldn't go. We shouldn't do anything in Syria. Um, some like the show. We had somebody weighing in from Melbourne, Australia. Believe it or not, I wonder what they're thinking about all this. You know, um, hold on a second. Oh, interruptions! Is your feed on uh, my, my? Well, I, <laughs> my feed was on. I mean, it was we we folks in, in case. Some of you migrated over here from Facebook Live. It, it, we only do that first break uh, on the show on Facebook Live, and the, the rest of it we. Uh, and pardon me if you guys hear me <clears throat> clearing my throat a little bit. There is, uh, there, I, I have a snack in between the top of the hour uh, break there during the news and, and such, and this one happened to be almonds. It's never a good mix. <clears throat> Almonds <laughs> and broadcasting, healthy yes, but uh, conducive to continuing to broadcast and speak without having your voice crackle um, is a bit a bit problematic. Uh, from Twitter, uh, Eloisa says, "We can kill Assad, but will come. Uh, well, someone come in that is worse. This is because uh, Islam is a is a." Death cult. <laughs> OK, well, no. And, and there is that risk of creating that vacuum. Again, I'm not talking about taking out Assad. You heard Tillerson talking about a coalition. Now, if you have a coalition of individuals and I'm going to get the Pence's comments here in a minute, but let me let me tell you where I think this might work. Here's Donald Trump welcoming General Al-Sisi from Egypt to the White House.
5: From the first time I met him, uh, I met during the campaign. Yes. And at that point, there were two of us and we both met. And hopefully you like me a lot more. But yes. <laughs> but uh, it was a very long, it was supposed to be just a quick, brief meeting. And we were with each other for a long period of time. Uh, we agree on so many things. I just want to let everybody know in case there was any doubt That we are very much behind President el-Sisi. He's done a fantastic job in a very difficult situation.
3: I said, General, that before he became president, he was the military leader of Egypt. So he he has been president for quite some time now. So uh, anyway, uh, there is Trump welcoming him to the White House. And through an interpreter on Fox News, uh, President el-Sisi of Egypt... Praises Donald Trump.
4: I first saw the campaign of uh, His Excellency President Trump, and uh, I listened to uh, his speech about the necessity of uh, uh, facing and countering terrorism all over the world. That he is a a great personality, uh, a unique individual, and that he will find great success. I fully trust the capabilities of President Trump, and I have full conviction that he can. Can do things and uh, exert efforts that very few people can do, and he can succeed in so many fields that others cannot. I trust, I trust him wholeheartedly. And again, I congratulate you for having him.
3: Wow. Okay, so that's the president of Egypt, and he has some issues to deal with there in Egypt, and also a, a human rights track record that isn't exactly flattering. But uh, then there's King Abdullah of Jordan, and his English is is pristine.
5: There was an uh, an early engagement by the president and his team to the Israelis and the Palestinians to be able to see what he can do to bring them together. It is the core conflict for a lot of us in the region. Uh, The president understands the nuances and the challenges. I think he has the courage and the dedication to be able to do this.
3: So now, if you have a lot of these Muslim countries... That are cooperating with the United States and say, Yeah, we'll work with you. Let's let's oust Bashar al Assad. Let's stick it to Iran, let's stick it to Russia, and we'll take over. You know, we're 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 Muslims, we'll take over. If that is what's being worked out, all the better. All the better. I'd I'd rather see Bashar al-Assad go rather than stay. But absent that coalition, you don't want ISIS folks getting in there and starting to run the apparatus. So, what I would suggest, absent a coalition and a cooperative effort to remove Assad and to have somebody in the region uh, assume control over Syria, then... uh, and then start to make changes in Syria, remove them as a client state from Iran, remove them as a client state from Russia. Absent that, then you just diminish Assad. Make sure the two-bit thug doesn't have any power to do much of anything to his own people, much in, much less outside of his borders. So it all depends on what they're going to be able to put together there at the White House. And I I'm not even sure where they are on this. So it's again it's it's a little over 40 hours folks since this happened and remember the administration's position as of a couple of days ago was this
4: i think the the status and the longer term longer term status of, pre- of president assad will be decided by the syrian people
3: right well that's by the wayside now so we'll see if all of this coalesces behind some sort of a a How am I going to put this? A unified coalition of friendly Islamic nations, not necessarily to the United States, but okay, how about this? Unfriendly nations, unfriendly to Iran. Unfriendly to the notion that Obama tried to shove down the region's throat, trying to make Iran the undisputed nuclear power so that that Iran could lord over the entire Middle East. Uh, that was Obama's vision. And I can imagine there were some Sunni majority nations said, or secular nations like Egypt who said, no, I, I don't know that's going to be in, a, in our best interests. Obama, what are you doing? You sell out. So if those nations are, are ready to come together and are ready to say, okay, we'll need U.S. backing, but we can pull this off. And then you'll have a split. Yes, you'll have a split Middle East. Well, split. You take Syria away from Iran. What does Iran have left as far as its sphere of influence? The United States is back in Iraq, and uh, uh, I still think that Iran has the the edge in Iraq at this point. Um, but we'll we'll see where that goes. At any rate, I am. Um, I th- this there is. There's all manner of manifestation this response to Syria can take. And I just want you guys to be ready for whatever eventuality may come this way. Uh, we touched on going nuclear we t- in, in the Senate. We touched on, of course, Syria has dominated the program because of, you know, war crimes and children being slaughtered. And I'm going to continue with Vice President Pence, but I cannot not mention the other breaking news story today. Devin Nunes the chairman of the House Intelligence Committee, stepping aside from the election probe. And the election probe, uh, I don't necessarily think he did anything wrong. And the excuse that was given was a bunch of left-wing groups are filing ethics complaints. And I don't want to be a distraction, so I'm stepping down. Nobody believes that. Nobody believes that for a second. As a matter of fact, Brian Kilmeade, he uh, jumps on Fox. He was on uh, Outnumbered today. And he says he believes that Devin Nunes was pressured by House leadership, and there's a reason why.
5: I think they feel as though this investigation is going the direction that the president tweeted about March 4th, and they feel as though Devin Nunes will be a distraction because they'll focus on how we got the information instead of the actual information. So the sense was, hey, Mr. Chairman, move out of the way, let us do the investigation, and then you come back in next time.
3: You guys get that? Kilmeade is saying that the Republicans are starting to get, the evidence is starting to build that shows how much of a A reprobate Obama was and everybody that worked under him how they violated the law how they violated people's civil rights and it's starting to it's starting to pick up steam in Congress to where Democrats now are getting very nervous about what because they all know what Obama did now they're just worried about getting caught up in it and will their names be brought up in conjunction with this abuse of civil liberties done by President Obama and his cronies so what he's saying is that the leadership recognizes where this is all going to end up. There's no proof of any collaboration. There's no evidence of any collaboration between Trump between Trump and Russia or Trump operatives in Russia, but there seems to be significant amount of evidence coming out that Obama violated people's civil rights and civil liberties. And that's where it's all going to go. And so, Mr. Nunez, don't give the Democrats... A way to say, this investigation was tainted. Step aside now and let the chips fall where they may because the, the Republicans have a pretty good idea where the chips are going to fall. That's what Kilmeade is saying. I think there's some wisdom to that. Uh, we'll get reaction to Syria from the Vice President of the United States who sta- sat down with Martha McCallum. First 100 days. That's coming up next. Your calls, 888 eight eight nine zero zero three three nine three. 888 900 3393 You found the Salcedo Show on The Blaze.
0: It's not just a show. <laughs> it's a movement. Join the swarm. Twitter hashtag Salcedo Swarm. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Chris Salcedo.
3: Uh, before I get to Pence, a little bit more news I want to get out to you guys. Um, gold prices are modestly lower in and UL- early US trading. <laughs> this was the headline from Forbes. And they're not the only ones who did this. The basket of bias, you know what, do you know what the real story was economically yesterday? ADP jobs report ADP strong jobs numbers 263 jobs created as opposed to the expected 180,000 now if this were a jobs report in the Obama era the jobs would have led but since it's the Trump era and Trump's a Republican in Forbes they lead with the gold prices going down it's a negative gold weaker on profit-taking strong ADP jobs data. So the negative leads. It's subtle, but you can see that that when there was a similar jobs number in the era of Obama, uh, liberal publications and publications like Forbes would lead with, well, good jobs numbers, yay, the positive news. When there's a Republican in charge and there's Donald Trump, here comes the negative first. Gold weaker on profit-taking. Strong ADP jobs data. And about that jobs number, folks, 263,000 according to ADP as opposed to the 180,000 that was expected uh, bursting at the seams. This The U.S. economy is ready to take off. And this is all perception. Uh, Reuters got it right. U.S. Weekly jobless claims post largest drop in almost two years. Largest drop in almost two years. So there's good economic data, good economic news out there, folks, that you're not hearing about. Um, And that good economic data might be a, a welcome, some welcome news to staffers who work in Elizabeth Warren's office according to uh, according to the uh, Daily caller Elizabeth Warren pays her female staffers about twenty thousand dollars less than male staffers <laughs> yes the um, the champion of women Elizabeth Warren on average, pays her female staffers $20,000 less than her male staffers. Male staffers in Warren's office took home median annual salary of $73,750 in 2016, according to analysis by the Washington Free Beacon, while female staffers brought home a median income of $52,750 in 2016, a discrepancy of more than twenty dollars That means female staffers in Warren, Warren's office on average, bring home just 71 cents of every dollar their, ma- their male counterparts make. The top five highest paid staffers in Warren's office were all men. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's, I'm not laughing at the inequality in Senator Elizabeth Warren's office. I'm laughing that this woman actually gets away. I mean, she lied about being Indian. Why sh- why shouldn't she lie about everything? <laughs> everything else. Some champion for women she is. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just I just think this is delicious. All right, Vice President Mike Pence sitting down first 100 days. Martha McCallum yesterday. Of course, Syria came up.
6: All evidence points to the Assad regime in Syria. Uh, And uh, I know the president and I and our entire administration condemn this chemical attack in Syria in the strongest possible terms. It cannot be tolerated. Uh, Yesterday, President Trump joined leaders around the world condemning this heinous attack. Uh, and will continue to do so, but the Secretary of State Rex Tillerson recently said that syria the Syrian people will determine their own future, and that removing Assad is not necessarily the top priority um, in terms of foreign policy anymore. Some believe that this chemical attack was in response to that.
3: Well, see, there are a couple of folks who floated that idea, but because because Rex Tillerson got out there and said hey we're not we're not going to." demand and and work on unseating Bashar al-Assad that Assad said oh cool America says I can gas people I can commit war crimes I that is a huge stretch you know it's liberals liberals were making that argument it's it's patently absurd well first let's let's remember how we
6: got here that back in 2012 uh, President Obama said that if uh, Bashir Assad used chemical weapons against his own people, uh, that that would cross a red line and there would be consequences. Um, there were none.
3: Yeah, we we went through this rather detailed yesterday. The Obama saying the red line, then saying, "Oh, I didn't, I didn't make a red line," even though we all heard that he did. You know, what astonishes me about that is that Obama got out there and lied to the American people. And the same press that has tried to say, well, you said Obama wiretapped you, Trump. You said Obama wiretapped you. What Wiretapped was your exact words, so you lied. You're a liar. You lie, lie, lie. I mean, it's all over the place. And Trump is saying, look, guys, I was I'm ta- I was talking broadly, surveillance. You know, when, when somebody thinks of surveillance, they think, oh, I was wiretapped. It it was a common way of communicating. You said wiretap. You said it. So you're a liar. These same people doing this to Trump relentlessly allowed Barack Obama to lie to the American people without being held to account maybe one or two news cycles. And that was it. For weeks, this has gone on with Donald Trump. Going on months. And I'm I'm just taken aback by, you know. Obama lies about this red line. I was like, "Well, okay." I, 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 well, you know that's bad, Obama. And they we'll forget about it. He lies about keeping your doctor. Lies about keeping your plan. Lies about saving two thousand five hundred dollars a year on an insurance policy. Lies about Al Qaeda being on the run on the path of defeat. Lies about terrorism being on the uh, you know on the downhill slide. And everybody says oh, that's okay, Obama. You know, one or two news cycles and they just forget about it. They've been harping on Trump's one tweet, like I said, for mo- going on months now. It's just, The juxtaposition is is quite funny. All right, we'll have more uh, from Mike Pence and more of your comments on Twitter, more of your comments on the phone, 888 eight eight nine zero zero three three nine three. 888 900 3393 You found The Salcedo Show here on The Blaze. Be right back.
0: The Chris Salcedo Show Part of Generation Blaze Only on the Blaze Radio Network
1: The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson Coming up on the next program Your Friday leftovers All the great stories we didn't get to earlier in the week We'll get to them on the next show Plus, new words that are in the dictionary Yeah, wait till you hear these safe spaces, and political correctness, and those little snowflakes have a new plan to battle President Donald Trump. We'll tell you about it coming up.
0: The Morning Blaze, weekday morning 6 to 9 Eastern, on The Blaze
2: Radio Network.
0: Chris Salcedo is on the blaze radio network.
3: Creative folks out there. <laughs> I just got this from a listener. Um, <laughs> sorry. I got, I've got, I got it. It's up on the Chris Salcedo show Facebook page. You want to see this? It's a a box of uncle Ben's rice, but it's been modified. It's um, <laughs> uncle Obama's dirty rice. And you see Susan Rice <laughs> waving. Subversi- subversively delicious every time, Uncle Obama's dirty rice <laughs> served in a crack pot. <laughs> Not a crock pot, but a cracked pot. That's um, that's funny. <laughs> that's on the Chris Salcedo show Facebook page. If you want to go, uh, take a look at that. Uh, all right, back to Mike Pence uh, talking with Martha McCallum about this Syrian attack.
6: Uh, we were told that there was an agreement uh, by the Russians and the Syrians to destroy their chemical weapons and that uh, the threat to civilians from uh, a chemical attack had been eliminated. It wasn't. Uh, and yesterday's horrific attack, which, which, uh, which grieves my heart, not just as an office holder, but as a dad, I, I, I can't, no American can look at those images and not be heartsick.
3: Yeah, well, I think it's true. There's, uh, there's got to be some sort of ramification for this, folks. There's got to be some sort of disincentivizing of this type of activity. It is not, I, I don't care who you are, it's not okay to, to, to chemically attack not even your enemy. They're outlawed. You, the United States, by international law, can't drop a chemical weapon on Al-Qaeda. Not that we would, but we, we, we it's against we, we ban these kinds of things because they're inhuman. You got to understand this. The guy that jumped on the uh, on the blaze page and tried to say this was this was uh, Assad's country. Leave him alone. <laughs> what the heck is a matter with people? This is this isn't some intellectual exercise. This is chemical warfare. What is the matter with you? Good grief.
6: Uh, it, it is a reflection of the failure of the last administration to both confront the mindless violence of the Assad regime and also hold Russia. Uh, and Syria to account for the promises that they made to destroy chemical weapons. a lot of people would agree with you on that, but then they would say now we're in a new administration. Yes, we are. And President Trump during the campaign said that safe zones had to be set up in Syria. Um, is it time to renew the call for Assad to be ousted and to establish those safe zones for these people? I think you saw Ambassador Haley at the United Nations today express... Uh, the very strong position of the United States of America. We're hopeful that there may well be action in the United Nations.
3: Yeah, I wouldn't hold your breath, Vice President Pence. I mean, actions, that's all they do over there is talk. Uh, I think what Rex Tillerson said today, that there are already discussions in back channels. These discussions in back channels to, uh, to, to, to mount an effective response to all of this with coalition partners and coalition nations i think that is your best bet to be to be frank i wouldn't i wouldn't put all my eggs in in that un basket because l- let's be honest they don't really do anything right <laughs> and they, i mean and, and if and, and if they do something it's usually in favor of the despots or the dictators, right? So I um I do not think that that's going to be in our best interests to um to 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 hold out hope that the United Nations will actually do what the United Nations Charter was out there supposed to do, which was p- to prevent exactly what we're seeing in Syria. Uh, there are a lot of folks. Who are like our friend on the on the Facebook page, who who just are in favor of looking the other way? Ah, oh, it's uh, it's Bashar al-Assad's people. The what what did what did our liberal friends say on the on the, uh, the Blaze Facebook page? Oh, here it is. Uh, it's Assad's country. The man has the right to bring the rabble to heel. <laughs> yeah, he has, has a right to use chemical weapons that have been banned because they're inhuman. <laughs> this shows you, folks. This shows you where they are. It's uh, it is terrible. Um, the these individuals how they will rationalize the inhuman. They'll rationalize uh, such human depravity. For, for for to what end? To 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 do nothing. Um, I, I, you know what? There's something else we got to talk about today too. China. Uh, we we mentioned this as breaking news at the top of the show. Xi Jinping, the uh, communist leader of the, of China, is meeting at Mar-a-Lago, the Southern White House, with Donald Trump. And of course, top of mind is another hot spot left to us by uh, Barack Obama. And you know what? There was one other. And let me let me address this. Because one guy on the Facebook page said, Come on, we're, we're, we're beating the wrong drum here by constantly referring to Obama. The guy was in office two months ago. And mark my words on this we're going to be dealing with a lot of crap because of what this cat did for the last or didn't do for the last eight years. This, this example with a side, that's just the beginning. That's just the beginning. Going to be, there's going to be a lot of pain out there because Obama took a took a nap for eight years and turned America's defenses and our ability to stand up for what was right for our allies around the globe and turned all of America's assets on us, on the people. All of the assets and infrastructure and institutions that we had to protect America, Obama turned them on America. That's That's his biggest legacy. And no, and hell no, I'm not going to forgive him. Oh, we need to move up. Move on. No, 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 no. We don't move on when we've endured eight years of what this cat did to us. No, no. And when I see something come up, when Obama comes back to haunt this nation again, when his actions or inactions come back to haunt us, you're damned right. I'm going to talk about it. Oh, we need to move on and not talk about Obama anymore. Look, we need, we need to recognize why we are here so we never make the mistake of electing a reprobate like President Obama ever again. We need, we need to remind everybody, oh, by the way, don't forget, the reason why you've got chemical weapons falling on children is because Barack Obama sat on his rear end and did nothing. I actually, had somebody show up, too, on the Salcedo Show page and say, well, the reason why Obama didn't act was because uh, we were whether or not the rebels were uh, infiltrated by Al-Qaeda. Yeah, after Obama waited for a year after the Arab Spring rose up in Syria when we knew who the rebels were. This has been McCain's big gripe about all of this, that Obama sat on his butt and did nothing. Same thing he did to the Green Revolution in Iran, who wanted to topple the Ayatollah Khomeini. Obama said, no, 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 we can't have any of that. I need the Ayatollah. I need to make Iran a nuclear power in the Middle East so he can lord over everybody. Obama was a... Obama was a... Oh, man, I I can't say what I really want to say. He wasn't good for the United States, and he wasn't good for the world. Let's put it that way. And no, I'm not going to give up in pointing that out. Because we're going to be dealing with the ramifications of what this guy did for many, many moons. And people need to be reminded, it's not Trump's fault. It's Trump's, it's Trump's job to fix. You're damned right. It's his, And if he doesn't fix it, then he was the wrong guy for the job. But remember, Obama ran on this, I'm going to fix all of Bush's problems. And he made everything worse. He made it all worse. McCain uh, talking about what will uh, what Donald Trump and Xi Jinping will be talking about. China
2: is the one that can con- the only one that can control Kim Jong-un, this crazy fat kid that's running uh, North Korea. <laughs> and they're the ones they could they could stop North Korea's economy but, in a week. But-
3: yeah. That's they're, they're going to be talking about the crazy fat kid <laughs> and all the missile technology that he's developing and the nuclear weapons he has. And I would not be surprised if Donald Trump says and repeats to, to President Xi Jinping, you don't deal with this, I'm going to. And, and America is going to have a permanent, a permanent, a more permanent place over in uh, your neck of the woods. As a matter of fact, you know what? Our friends in South Korea, they would probably welcome a bigger presence. You know what? Might might expand some naval facilities there in South Korea. <laughs> China doesn't want that at all. Well, I would recommend Mr. Ping. I'm sorry. It's, yeah, it's Xi, Xi not Ping. Xi, it's Xi, which is G Jinping, which is, uh it's kind of like reverse of how we do things here. So basically, you would call him Mr. Xi, not it's Xi Jinping. You wouldn't call him Mr. Jinping. It's, yeah, uh, first name is last, last name is first. Let me just put it that way. Long story short, anyway, so we we have a lot of leverage, a lot more than many folks realize over China. And the biggest piece of leverage I think we have over them is they want no part of us in their in their sphere of influence in their part of the world. And they they could be. <laughs> I'm sorry. People are everybody now folks are weighing in saying why I couldn't I couldn't say what I wanted to say about Obama and then they're, <laughs> they're blasting it on Twitter, giving me recommendations. About what Obama, what we should have called Obama. I I gotta go to a break. I'll be right back.
1: Keep up with the Chris Salcedo show on Facebook and on Twitter at
3: Chris Salcedo TX.
1: Just another way to stay in touch with Chris on the Blaze Radio Network.
0: to the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network.
4: Assad's role in the future is uncertain, clearly. And it, with the acts that he has taken, it would seem that there would be no role for him to govern the Syrian people.
3: That's Rex Tillerson. I was able to pull some of the sound bites earlier today that I was telling you about, folks, that um, there's there's no role for him to govern the Syrian people this is where I start getting a little, uh, I don't know, edgy. When we start talking, when we start openly talking about regime change. has it worked out very well for us uh, in the last uh, decade or so, has it? Now, here, Tillerson says, he's asked about, well, what are you going to do? Are you going to build a coalition? What are you going to do? And he... Huh, he says something that kind of made me made my eyebrows perk up.
4: You support the Assad regime.
6: Sir, does
4: Assad have to go? Assad's role in the future is uncertain, clearly, and it, with the acts that he has taken, it would seem that there would be no role for him to govern the Syrian people.
0: And so what steps is the United
3: States prepared to take in order to remove, remove him from power?
4: Well, the process by which Assad would leave is something that I think requires an international community effort, uh, both to first defeat ISIS within Syria, to stabilize the Syrian uh, country, to avoid further civil war, and then to work collectively with our partners around the world through a political process that would lead to Assad leaving.
0: So will you and President Trump organize an international coalition to remove Assad?
4: Those steps are underway.
3: Oh, man. Really? In 48 hours, those steps are underway. See, and, and you know, I, this is where I get... See, and you, you notice the press, they want they want to get admin, the Trump administration to get them on the record to do what Obama did. Draw red lines and not fulfill them. Uh, talk about... Bashar al-Assad stepping down and he still remains they want to get commitments from the administration these these same people in the press who didn't hold Obama accountable want to hold Trump accountable it's 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 sick in so many ways we're going to continue to monitor this folks um, because this is I, I don't mind telling you I'm a bit uneasy. I don't mind doing an airstrike and I don't mind uh, destroying Bashar al-Assad's capability to rule effectively over his people. I mean, I'm, I'm even in favor of a safe zone over there to where there are people, no more Syrian refugees that can stay where they are and we just keep Assad bottled up in his palace. I'm okay with that. Yeah, you can rule over your palace. Meanwhile, you know, we'll create a safe zone for your people and you don't get to bomb your people anymore. You don't get to, you're going to get And we're going to need the UN for this. I don't, I don't want to foot the bill for this, but having that, having that safe zone, I think is a good first step to where people now, again, you got to be leery of Al Qaeda and ISIS and all this kind of stuff uh, getting into this, but steps have got to be taken now that the grown-ups are in charge remember everybody society's worth not measured by how much power is seized by its government but rather how much power is reserved for we the people catch you tomorrow friday on the show 888-900-3393
0: the chris salcedo show
3: on the blaze radio network